0: In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to College Conversations, everybody. Episode 14, my favorite number, the day that I was born on. (laughs) Today we are joined by the one, the only, Christina Craig.
1: Hello. It is good to be with you.
0: And Christina, you go by CJ. I like just recently, do you go by CJ?
1: I usually go by CJ with people who know me.
0: Is that like a, a nickname?
1: yeah it's a nickname from my childhood and my current hood
0: where does that come from
1: uh my first name is christina my middle name is Jean, and it comes from my dad's you know rhyming skills i guess too
0: i didn't know that i didn't know i saw that you like write that down in other places though cj Mm -hmm. so it was like i didn't know yeah you can call Uh, me cj craig like the
1: character from the west wing
0: i like that that's very cool
1: uh
0: yeah so me and christina are teachers together at the summer school, uh, if you listen to the last episode uh, with Jamal and me, um, he's also a teacher at Breakthrough Toon Cities. We're working at in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yep. Currently recording, actually, from a classroom with absolutely no air conditioning. And it's probably the hottest podcast mm-hmm. I've ever done. Mm. It's crazy. But, Christina, last episode I asked Jamal how he ended up here in St. Paul, Minnesota at Breakthrough Toon Cities. So it's your turn. How did you end up here in St. Paul? Because you're not from Minnesota also. No, I'm not. Important to mention. So tell the story how you ended up here in St. Paul.
1: It's a story with many moving parts. Um, Short story is I wanted to do a teaching experience. So I was like, oh, Google, you are smart. Show me what I could do this summer, which was actually for last summer. It's my second year teaching. Um, and it brought me to like this program in Denver and I applied for it. And the lady was like, Oh, you are not qualified for this. You have not done breakthrough. And so I was like, Oh, breakthrough. I should probably do that. Um, and it was convenient. I was going to school in Minnesota and it was convenient to just pop on over here to St. Paul and do my, like, honestly have like wonderful, wonderful experiences. Uh, yeah. So that's the short, the short story, I guess.
0: And can you explain what Breakthrough is to people?
1: Yeah, Breakthrough, uh, um, it's an educational nonprofit that basically wants to support students in all areas of life in middle and high school. Not all areas, but like more so academic, but also like social, emotional. And wants to support them in a way that gets them to go to college or do something that they want to do after high school. And these students are coming from different identities and backgrounds that are not usually, they have, there are a lot of barriers for them to access college in the United States. And our summer program is for middle school students. But it's a six-year program that supports students from middle through high school.
0: Yeah, it's a great program all around. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work long hours whatnot but yeah christine's teaching writing i'm doing literature but we're both teaching seventh graders and a common actually a common response that i get usually when i tell other people um including my parents friends when i'm teaching seventh graders usually the conversation is like oh i'm teaching seventh graders this summer and they respond with like oh i could never do that like what are you yeah like seventh graders middle schoolers that is the worst yeah what do you think is it
1: That's what I get, too. I was emailing someone today, and she was like, you're teaching seventh grade writing? That's so hard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, is it? Should I be taking this more seriously? I don't know. Um, Seventh graders, I actually think they're really, really lovely. I haven't taught – I feel like I've taught most levels or, like, interacted with most grade levels before this, but, like, not so much seventh grade. And it's surprising because they're really unexpected, I think, and how they – I guess, interact with each other and with the world. Um, And Breakthrough 7th graders especially are just fabulous individuals, I think. I don't really know if it's that hard. Like, teaching is just hard in general, whoever you're going to teach for or teach with. So.
0: Yeah, I think every grade level probably has their, like, pros and cons, right? Like, if you're doing an elementary school, I mean, that's a wide variety already, but I know, like, the pros are, like, they always say people always say, "Oh, the kids are so innocent. They're so just lovely Pure. and great." But like, they can be a pain too. Like, at that young of an age, and like, same with high schoolers. I mean, they may be more disciplined, but at the same time, they may not be like yeah. at all. Mm, and they're yeah. older, and they just kind of do whatever they want. So, yeah, so, I find yeah. I find with middle schoolers that they're still pretty like following the rules and like listening to what i have to say
1: sitting I mean, in their seats yeah they're looking not like, up super at you rebellious diligently yet. yeah also they like come up with crazy questions too yeah we did like a question brainstorm for one of my classes and they're questions that like i personally would not ask about the world but i think are important and then also i don't think high school students would like have that i don't know like transparency to like put a question up on the board that like was actually something that they cared about but might, they maybe are like judging whether it's like worth sharing or not, you know? So, like, a question was like, how are blankets made for tall people? Like, do blankets cover from the chin to the feet mm-hmm. or like the chin to the ankles or is it more so like the feet to the like stomach? And that was a question. And then there are also just questions about like, you know, like why is there height differences among people? Mm hmm why is there like still so much inequality So
0: deep questioning
1: deep questions but like but honestly you don't like just go around being like okay why you know why are you taller than than her you just accept that so yeah yeah i appreciated that a lot and that's come up in a lot of classes just the questioning
0: go middle schoolers yeah today um just recently we did a funny thing too uh, where we were asking the students like things they were interested in and I've always said that seventh graders particularly have like a huge range of like what they're thinking about in their heads like you just described some were doing super like deep thinking about like the world around them like social issues and whatnot And just like today or the other day where we uh, there was two different responses. I got that kind of like highlighted um, uh, What I thought was pretty funny like one of the students uh, wrote that they were interested in learning about systemic racism in school Mm. and the other student wrote they're interested in learning how to play Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: so it's just like yeah
0: big uh, like i'm not saying either one is worse (laughs) than the other but it's just like okay these are two very different like topics you know that the students are thinking about so it's cool though like some of them are yeah Uh, Really like mature and like thinking into like uh, Really adult topics and whatnot.
1: Yeah, that's some so that happens basically every day that like variety of that spread of interest
0: Someone surprises you every day.
1: Yeah, yeah, what
0: do you like about teaching?
1: Mmm. I like teaching because I Like to learn I think Um, That's probably the reason I like it the most and you're always teaching. I mean, you're always learning when you're teaching Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, learning and actually having like very direct, um, like experience. I don't know. You're like you're literally like with you're with someone and you're developing like a really important part of who they are. Yes. Yeah, like true. almost you're developing their person. Like you're not just developing their intellectual side, but also how they communicate and how they relate to people. And actually, like, as teachers, having a very, like, firsthand, like, experience in that development. And it's fun. Yeah. I love people. Like, that's why I teach, Mm -hmm. just because I love people and I love being with them.
0: Yeah. Every day is very different. Yeah. I think there's always new. It's, like, constant, like, social interaction, too. Yeah. Which I feel like is good for anybody, almost.
1: Yeah. I've never been asked that question, though. Which is kind of, like, why do I actually like to teach?
0: Yeah, you've never been asked that? Well, it's because
1: I haven't really considered myself, like, an actual teacher. Ah, yeah, And I guess there's, like, an identity that, like, that comes with that that I feel like I don't possess right now. But, yeah, I guess I am a teacher. I mean, like, I'm teaching two classes a day, whatever.
0: Yeah. Now, today I was thinking, too, like, what makes a great teacher? That's what I was thinking about um, today. Mm-hmm. Because wow, when I think about question. what makes a great teacher, right, like, um, I don't know, because I feel like if I was like an athlete or if I was a stock investor or if I was a real estate agent, right, I think I would know if I was great at what I did. Like if I was a stock trader and I was making these uh, great trades, making a lot of money bringing a lot of cash, I would know like I'm a great stock trader, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering like what makes a great teacher because I've only seen it from the student perspective, right? Like I've been a student and I've had great teachers, but like I couldn't tell you what really makes them great. And maybe like not every teacher that was just fun and I like to be around. Yeah. Great. So it's like, how do you know as a teacher when you're great? I don't think this question really has an answer. Yeah, no. But I feel like a lot of teachers just, I mean, there's definitely a lot of teachers out there who just, of wake up they go to their job they do the job they come back yeah you know they're not thinking about like what makes a, them great but i was just thinking today like what makes a great teacher
1: period like what yeah i've had similar thoughts when i'm thinking about trying to encourage people to become teachers i often am like oh, yeah, anyone can teach like you're teaching you know and you don't even know it like you're teaching in this setting or whatever and then i'm like well that's not necessarily saying that they're like teaching well Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, stuck in the middle between, like, okay, do I I encourage everyone to become teachers who I think should become teachers? Mm -hmm. Or do am I, like, okay, to be a teacher is actually, like, a very specific and selective position that you have to have, like, skills and different characteristics to be pretty good at. And some people maybe just don't have those or they don't have the time to develop them. So I'm caught in between, like, generalizing teaching as something for everyone or, like making it that like profession that is regarded as very important and respected because of it.
0: Right. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And like sense, gets yeah.
1: into like, what do you define as like good teaching or great teaching? Yeah.
0: Um, I've heard, um, like even specific, uh, people like at my college, some college professors who are prof- uh, education professors, like basically training people to be teachers mm-hmm. and, They've said, like, they've sometimes had feelings where it's, like, this person just isn't right for teaching.
1: Yeah, and that's hard, yeah. yeah. Or, like, not right for, like, this teaching situation or like, maybe having a full class of, like, 20-something students. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's also something that turns people away from the profession is because they think teaching is, like, standing in front of a room lecturing to 30 students in a mm. crowded room, whatever, teaching six classes a day. And it's, like... That is sometimes what it is. Yeah. But you also can be a teacher in a lot of different areas. Yeah.
0: And a lot of people always say too, like, teachers don't make any money. Like, why would I want to do that? they're not making money. Um I think that's a common thing that like, gets like thrown around too. Yeah. But
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a
0: shame. It's a shame. But
1: it is a shame. You can't do it for the money. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think life is about making money, so I guess
0: no, that's neither do I. So earlier said you, you always liked learning, when I asked you, when you uh why you like teaching. So have you always been like a fan of school, schooling, <laughs> or are you talking about learning things like on your own and just like reading books and all that or, or yeah. both or what are we talking?
1: Um, both for sure. I've always read I've always read so much. Um I was a big fan of like education though growing up. Um largely due to probably the way that my parents raised me. It was just like, everything was a lesson um, and everything was like very creative in the way that we learned. That also like, I went to a pretty good elementary school. My Mm -hmm. teachers were very caring. Um, To the point where like, literally in elementary school, I pretend that I was a teacher. I I loved the school thing. Like I loved it. I loved going to school. have some like painful memories of like being called a teacher's pet like a goody (laughs) two-shoes on like my walks home um those sit with me in like a comforting place but like they still sit um (laughs) yeah I loved I really really loved school and I know that's like a really privileged experience to have um Mm -hmm. high school was like less so I took mainly just toward the end of high school I was in art classes Mm -hmm. and was like less kind of involved with like the rigor of going to seven classes a day in high school man you like burn out so easily. so easily like it's terrible um I don't know like how people go to college right after it seems hard but yeah learning about the world I think and like the world as in like my neighborhood block when I was younger you know mm-hmm. was something that was with me yeah
0: that's cool I didn't always like school uh I don't know. I never. Th- I'm one of the people that was probably the opposite of you. Like, I was one of the people that probably, if you would have like went back in time and asked me like three years ago, "Do you want to be a teacher?" I'd be like, "No way! Like, absolutely mm-hmm. no way!" Like, I, thought yeah. I wanted to be in like business or something like. Yeah. Making a lot of money, I would definitely not have. And my friends say that to me too, like, "Oh, we didn't think you'd ever be a teacher like two years ago." Yeah. So it was just kind of like series of events, like. I don't even really know how it happened, but it just kind of, uh, through like friends and through, Mm -hmm. um, people around me in college. Yeah. Who were Mm -hmm. also doing teaching. It's just like, oh yeah, you can do it. And there's so many different subjects and like grade levels and just try it out. Just try it out. So I just started like volunteering, like in middle school and Mm -hmm. from there it just kind of developed and it was like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. But yeah, volunteering is a, is a really good way to see if you like, teaching as well. Yes. And there's always volunteer opportunities. There are always. And volunteer. you're volunteering right now, right?
1: Yeah, I volunteer at Franklin Library in Minneapolis. Um, I volunteered there for their K-12 tutoring program, which is really just like hanging out with students while they do homework. Mm-hmm. I did that for the past two years, and I was, the summer I was like, dang, I really miss like going to Franklin um, Weekly and seeing people. And so I'm doing adult learning right now, adult on Saturdays. Um, it's also like a good break from this type of teaching, from Breakthrough. Yeah. To be with adults. Yeah.
0: What What is the adult learning that's like going on? Is it so? It's
1: up? like whatever lessons they need. They're all English language learning students. Most of them are East African mm-hmm. um, immigrant population, which is sweet. Um, and they bring in whatever lessons they want to do. A lot of it is, like, grammar and comprehension.
0: Yeah. No, I taught those, two for half a year, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And definitely to anyone listening, like, there's a lot of people who are interested in, like, uh, global studies, political science, kind of, like, um, mm-hmm. like global work and kind of making a difference or, like, mm-hmm. uh, human rights and that kind of stuff, like, Yo, there's if you want to make a difference, like human rights and delve and that kind of stuff, like go teach adults like English. Like, if you live in a big city, like I guarantee you, there's so many different programs. Like, yeah, I found out about so many, and like it's the easiest way like to make a difference and just, um, yeah, just feel like you're contributing something because there's so I was telling Christina before we started, like, there's so many amazing people that you meet, like, stories that come out about people who had just moved um, like to America, they're working jobs like all day. Like I knew people who were working in factories like 12 hours a day, they had five plus kids and they would still like immediately after a 12 hour shift come just to learn English, like in my class. Yeah. And at first I was like, well, I don't feel qualified for this at all because I don't have yeah. a teaching license. I yeah. was only 19 at the time and mm-hmm. I was like, and I'm given this task of teaching this group of people English and like they are just so much harder workers. And that's what I thought, like they're just so much harder workers than me. And so I felt like a huge responsibility, like I gotta do my best because these people are just grinding, like on the grind. Yeah. Taking care of their family, like learning English, Mm -hmm. uh, Studying for like citizenship tests and all of that, and it's just yeah, great. Have you experienced that too, though? Like that same feeling, just like yeah, you know, that responsibility, like these yeah, people it's are like working so hard.
1: It's definitely like unhealthy responsibility, though, because like it's not your responsibility mm-hmm. at all, and that can be it can be really like hard to remove yourself from that. But I remember when I first started tutoring just students in general, I was like, wow, you're coming after school. Um, and you're giving up a lot of your time. I don't even know how to explain, like, this algebraic concept to you. Yeah. Like, failure immediately. But that's actually not what, I mean, they need to learn content, but it's more so, like, having someone who has the time to learn things with them, I think is really important. Um, Yeah, and then the adults, their lives are just, like, very, very busy. Yeah. Mothers with multiple children that... Are sacrificing time Mm -hmm. to come and learn English. That's not an easy thing to do either. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. And a lot of
1: sacrifice. A lot
0: of sacrifice. Now, truly, some of the hardest working people I met were probably like from that uh, time that I was volunteering. Yeah, but they always need people. Yeah,
1: and it's crazy. Like global studies majors or whatever. It's like you can be really focused on like somewhere in like a square mile and another part of the world right in your studies but and you feel like really committed to social change exactly but it's actually like oh that square mile is like three blocks away from you no literally yeah
0: because it can be like uh because you feel like you have to like travel across the whole world to yeah make difference right it could be yeah like in your own town it's wild
1: think local
0: think local
1: no, think global normal. act local uh, i don't know that catchphrase <laughs> I don't
0: know. But yeah, are you are you taking education classes right now?
1: Um, I'll take an education class in the fall. It's basically like teachers. This is okay. like an introduction, and then I'm taking um an English, like an ESL class, but nothing that was like specifically education oriented. So a class on the achievement gap, or like quote the achievement gap freshman year, and that was probably what prompted me to think about teaching. Because, like, I was rejecting the idea of teaching, kind Mm. of maybe similar to you, because it was, I was oriented around, like, that's not, like, there's so many opportunities to do stuff with my life. Like, why would I just be a teacher and, like, sit on a desk and grade papers when I could, like, travel and do all this stuff? Yeah. It's actually, like, whoa. You can teach and travel, or you could, like, literally just teach and have a really wonderful revelatory experience. Like, it's a good present. It's a good good profession yeah
0: there's so many teaching abroad opportunities too like an insane amount international schools english as a foreign language
1: yeah
0: i got um one of my mom's friends who's doing that right now in hong kong i don't know if i told this story in another podcast or not um, i'm not gonna say this is one of the reasons i decided to be a teacher but it is something that i'd like remember as being significant and it was um we went to visit her in hong kong once because yeah she was like our family friend she moved there with her whole family and i just remember going there she was teaching in an international school and i remember like this is kind of funny story. but we were uh driving like to her place Mm -hmm. and we were driving like through the mountains and i was like yo where does where does she live like this is crazy like where are we going and we pull up to this like huge apartment complex mm. um with like gates and like guards standing outside of it and i'm like yo what is this like this wow. is this is ridiculous and like the guards like let us in and we go up to like her apartment and it's just this super nice like modern apartment like overlooking this like bay of like hong kong or something and i was just like yo like You're what is this like, she's a teacher Um, at this international school and she's like this is the nicest place ever like the standard they're holding her to and it was just like i was talking to my mom like yeah yo like this apartment is we're in the mountains right now we're looking at bay like this has got to cost a lot yeah and i remember my mom was like yeah this is literally like a million dollar apartment and i was just like what like so they were paying for her apartment they were paying for her plane tickets to and from the u.s they were paying for her kids to go to school They are paying for her transportation. That's ridiculous. She even got a grocery allowance, like, to buy, like, food. Wow. So she literally wasn't, isn't paying for anything. Um, Wow. It's a super sweet gig. And the funniest part, too, is originally she said, when she was moving there, she was like, I'm going to move for, like, two years to Hong Kong. And here we are now, and it's been, like, nine years, and <laughs> she's still living there. Yeah, that makes so sense. So, clearly, they're just, like, for her. set. Because everything yeah. is getting paid for, and she's making good, and like, Hong Kong's a super cool place. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's some crazy opportunities out there that, like, mm-hmm. exist,
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: in the international setting for teaching, and I yeah. was just mind blown.
1: Yeah, English is so valuable. Like, it's so valuable. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I think we take it for granted. Yeah. Right. Super for granted. I don't know other countries too. It's like you got to like it seems like in America, it's like the phrase like you got to get a college degree to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in other countries, it's like you got to learn English to be successful. Yeah. You agree with that?
1: Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because there's just a huge focus. Like you got to learn English. It'll open up like the world yeah. opportunities. And it's like, yo, we know English. Like it's our native language like how lucky is that
1: yeah and like thinking as teachers this summer most of our students speak languages that are not english or like no and i've learned and you're like should like why are we impressing i don't know like as a writing instructor Mm -hmm. like if you know how to write in another language or like you know how you would rather create and like have thoughts and like put those on paper in another language like i'm cool with that but it's also like you know walking a line of like I don't, I don't know. Just like making an expectation that like you should write in what you're comfortable with, but also like English grammar is hard and like you do need, I feel like for more of like the creative side of like coming up with a way to communicate your ideas and thoughts, which is like often what writing is used for as a tool. Yeah. Like another language besides English, like is wonderful and like should be valued just as much as English. But like when we're in the schooling environment, it's like, yeah, you have to speak English. You have to write in English and that seems i don't know it seems uncomfortable especially at breakthrough where that schooling environment like is trying to be torn down or like deconstructed mm-hmm. in a way yeah
0: uh, yeah i've taken a lot of classes um about like esl stuff and about um yeah like translanguaging and opening up your yeah. classroom to multiple mm-hmm. languages and like letting students express that because uh, there's a lot of cases, right, where students who speak another language um, when they're growing up might feel, um, I don't know what the word is, but they might be ashamed, maybe. Mm. Maybe not ashamed, but just, like, they don't want to speak that language anymore. Like, mm-hmm. they go home and, like, tell their parents they just want to speak English, and they mm-hmm. end up even losing that language mm-hmm. sometimes, like, later down the road. But, Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, though, about, like, open language policies. Yeah. And, like, what teachers can do
1: about it. Yeah. That. And, like, having, like, trying to change someone's mind to, like, themselves. Like, people who, like, make these policies and, like, teach in our classrooms. Like, these people who probably don't understand that experience. Just like me. Like, I grew up speaking English. Mm-hmm. Learned French in school. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah. I've been focusing a lot about this summer. Like, how do we write to change people's minds about things? Hmm. and like strikes me as like such a big big skill to have for truly, students truly. Uh, it's a good purpose to write on my lesson plans yeah <laughs> yeah <That's deep. laughs>
0: all right well it's already been like 30 minutes time flies incredible on college conversations cc 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 here we are cj and uh yeah that's it for this episode though guys if you're still listening Thank you, so <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: Actually surprising. Uh, make
0: sure if you're not already subscribed so that you get notified when the new episodes come out. Uh, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Do it. Because it helps.
1: Listen to my pod those. class podcast. Oh,
0: yeah. So, Christina, we didn't even mention that. Christina's teaching a pod class elective here this summer, like, all about podcasts. And it's great. And I didn't even think of that. But I
1: didn't think of it either as my co-teacher, Sai. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Sh- shout out to Sai for thinking of that. Solely Sai. It's yeah. so cool. A podcast, elective. Um, amazing. But yeah, uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Peace. Peace.